Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Oh, man. Hmm. These Marvel Phase 4 films are pretty underwhelming in some spots, but interesting in others. Not exactly the best thing I've seen so far. I mean, I was a lot more impressed with last time, but then again, I, as I usually say, you know, you just can't stick to that sort of tie-up. you got to be able to move on sometimes. But it, it's interesting because it seems like they're more or less either A, trying to play it safe or trying to market to something else different than the real fans of this whole thing. And it's getting pretty weird, you know. It's almost like... You know, it, it's almost like... Instead of making films approachable for everybody and trying new things, they're just putting us in a hole and not giving us what we exactly desire here. Hmm. Something to look forward to. By the way, I want to give a couple of shout outs before we get into it. Shout outs to the Wafflecast for always making great content around this time of the week. And of course, another shout out to uh Colt 45 podcast <laughs> y'all crack me up as well and another shout out towards Jay and Silent Eric's show because my god my week is not complete without stopping by to listen to y'all too and of course can't forget about the home video hustle podcast and that's it for a little bit because now I have to get to work cuz welcome to the J-Man show here on K360 Radio Yes, hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the J-Man Show. I am J-Man, of course, and you are here for episode 109. <laughs> We're almost there to 110. And ladies and gentlemen, it's been a pretty good week so far. Things have been going pretty smooth. Managed to get a couple of things together. Homeboy's getting paid. Ah, money. Money. Sweet old delicious money so I can go and do all sorts of other stuff to keep this program going. <laughs> uh, you know, hey, don't worry about it though. I'm working on the Patreon page. We got a lot of big things happening. As a matter of fact, today I managed to write a list of eight programs I want to do for J360 TV. And these are for me, so I can only imagine what my other co-hosts out there are doing as far as what they want to do. Because, hey, might as well. This is the time to make marks and make stuff happen. So, oh yeah, before I get into another shout-out, uh, today is Alan's birthday. Congratulations if you're listening, Alan, you old jerk. <laughs> Hopefully we'll go ahead and get that episode six in, because I know a lot of people are waiting for us to argue about certain things. But, you know, since I'm on my side of the playing field, it's good that he managed to make it to triple... No, not triple. Oh, God, I'm making him a lot more older than he is. Uh, it's a good thing that he made it to his double threes. I know in about three months, my double threes are going to be coming. Oh, boy. But you know what, though? I'll be real with y'all. 
since a lot of y'all are running around playing with that premature aging app on FaceApp, you really have no grounds to talk mess on anybody that's in their 30s now. You all know that, right? Because a lot of y'all were running around trying to be 50 and 60. So let's let's just go ahead and say, at this point, none of y'all know what old is anymore. <laughs> but, um, you know, before I go ahead and, you know, run up on you about that, uh, the new slates for Marvel Phase 4, like I said in the mini-bite earlier... Why are they banking towards that special group? You know what I'm saying? Why are they banking towards people who exist to do nothing more than to complain? If you've known social justice warriors like I have, you know that most of the time they keep complaining and complaining about stuff because they will never be satisfied. It's kind of like if you have a dog that pisses on your carpet, right? You know, unless you discipline that mongrel, the idea is is that that dog's pretty much going to run everything in your house. If you keep giving something a treat just for doing something wrong, it's going to keep going for more treats. But if you just look at your dog and say, hey, you know what? You and I, we're going to have to make this work, but I'm still at the top of the ladder here because I do feed and clean you. So there has to be a way and a chain of command here. You see what I'm saying? Not saying in a rough way, because here's the thing. Some of y'all forget, living hedonistic comes at a price, and sometimes some of y'all are not willing to pay that price. You got to learn the other side of the spectrum, which is called disciplines. Do work on your discipline so that you can stay in control of yourself. You'll need it for that chance. Believe me, I remember when I wasn't disciplined. Oh, boy. (laughs) And I still got a lot of grounds to work on. Like I said, I'm not perfect, but, you know, you do want to be disciplined. You do want to know and be rational about certain things. That way so you can function in life a little bit better. And before you all just try to try me and say, hey, Jay, why all the Dr. Phil stuff? Well, is it your first day here? Because there are sometimes I do let you all know about the realism of things in addition to the comedy. And speaking of a lot of comedy, I look at the way social justice warriors post things and, you know, make their little videos and go ahead and try to say like how everybody's a man child or an insecure jerk and vice versa. Isn't it amazing like how we should live in this day and age where Everybody's woke, but they still resort to childish high school ways of taunting each other and stuff. There's one thing about it. Like, we all mature and we age well, but we never leave those traumatic moments of ourselves behind, right? Right. And, and like, even for superhero movies, I mean, it's like, superhero movies are great. Don't get me wrong. But then there are times where, you know, how are they going to follow up and top what was already presented to us before time, right? They can. They have a wealth of characters. It's just all about how they use them. And then there's times where they don't use them right or they use them too right. And then people sit there and they start complaining about this left and right and say, oh, no, that's just not the way I anticipate it. Yeah, a gay Spider-Man is really going to change everything. And it's like, (laughs) no, it's not. (laughs) No, it's not at all. You're just building up piles and piles of crap. That nobody really, you know, at the end of the day, it sounds like a good idea, but just because it sounds like a good idea doesn't mean it's beneficial for everybody. It's one of them things that, you know, we as adults, the new adults, because a lot of our parents and grandparents and stuff, I mean, face it, they're retired and enjoying their lives. And, you know, like at the end of the day, they probably don't really care as much as we do. This is our time now. And we're sitting here complaining about this sort of thing. 
You know, like I said, even if you try, you're not going to solve every problem, especially through film or through books or through art. But what you can do is go ahead and point it out there and present it. And like at the end of the day, make sure it's a good viable argument. And people out there now are not having good viable arguments. It's like, ugh. And then when you get to the point of it, you know, especially if you really study up on the idea of how to argue, <laughs> some people will start chipping at other people's characters, and it could be based off of any sort of problem they have within their own lives. And then they'll use that to attribute to the person they're arguing with. So obviously you see there's like a, what, handicap match going on there? Because not only are they arguing with, say, like somebody arguing with me, they're probably arguing with their own vices too. It happens. It's a psychological thing. Because at the end of the day, they really don't know you that well. But here's, but isn't it cute, though, how people do start arguments on the internet, and then as soon as they get called out on their behavior, then comes this, oh, you don't know me that well. You shouldn't be saying this stuff about somebody you don't know. And it's like, yeah, but you didn't have a hard time trying to put me on blast and say a bunch of dumb stuff that has no merit either. So, actually, who's... um hypocrisy smells the worst little things like that and like you know at the end of the day a lot of people are silencing the submission because some of these people have you know strength in numbers you know those ones that don't think for themselves those ones that say you know if i stay in good with this person chances are i'll get a bit of popularity come my way and as i said in episode 44 popularity be damned it, it doesn't work like that people you know independent thought some independent thought can help you with so many things because then you can see who's really with you, who's really not with you, and who you really should not even deal with. That's the best way about independent thought, especially when it comes to movies. I know a lot of y'all are polarized by The Lion King, but not to the point where you're polarized by certain films in the MCU and, of course, Star Wars in general at this point. Man, Star Wars so... You know, Disney Star Wars... Outside of Rogue One, and maybe Solo. Solo was okay. Yeah, you know, I actually went and saw it. Uh, Disney Star Wars is so bad that it is killing off the cast every time it's either announced or presented. Because we lost Carrie Fisher. We lost we lost Chewie. I mean, poor Lando. Lando probably going to be the next one to go. I mean, at the end of the day, everything is just falling apart. I'm just waiting for the Millennium Falcon to just fall off on and blow up in so many ways, too. It's getting to that point. I mean, we lost Luke in the last one, and actually, didn't they say something about, like, Mark Hamill's supposed to make an appearance back in this one, too? See, Episode Nine got too much riding on it. Episode Nine is kind of like how Windows is. Remember when you had, um, God, Windows Vista? Nobody liked Windows Vista. Then you had Windows 7, which was Vista Fix. Then Windows 8 came along, and nobody liked Windows 8. And everybody was just sitting out there just waiting, just waiting for something to fix it. And then you have Windows 10, and Windows 10, depending on the subject matter of the day, is either good, bad, or whatever. And that's mostly how people feel about Star Wars. And then some people feel the same way about Phase 4 of the MCU. <clears throat> but then you also look at some of the remakes that come out. Because, you see, wasn't that last Halloween movie supposed to be the wrap-up for that series? Why is Michael Myers still making movies? You know, it's not, it's not really hard to make a movie with him, right? 
I mean, after all, he's no different than Jason. He's just more in control of himself, and he's very evil, and he's doing what he got to do, and he's creepy as hell. He's one of the iconic top three serial killers in pop culture, but then you look at Freddy, and then everybody's like, I want, I want Robert Unglund to come back to play as him, and it's like, do you not know how old he is now? I mean, granted, there will be... <sighs> Let me think about it. Nobody's going to match him. Nobody's going to match him at all. So that thing is already well taken care of. Because uh, I think Jackie Earl Harley tried to do it and nobody liked him. You know what I mean? And he was trying to be scary Freddy, not funny Freddy. I think they um, try to remake Friday the 13th, or they're trying to remake Friday the 13th again. Which at the same time, the 2011 film was... Or was it 2009? Me and a guy at work always argue about this. It, it probably is 2009, but I still say it's 2011. But it's probably 2009, most likely. Either way, that remake came through. It was pretty well done. It was Jason being a lot more than just a lumbering oaf that people keep waking up or one way or another keep disturbing at Camp Crystal Lake. Those movies were great. It's just interesting you know, like now they're having a hard time trying to put it all together. But once you realize that outside of the third one where Jason went cross country on the other side of Crystal Lake to go ahead and harass Chris and her friends. And I thought that was funny. I, I thought like the whole idea of Friday the 13th 3 was a lot of people say it's the weakest one. But that one to me was was just like, you know, Jason showing off being pure evil. He didn't care. He's like, oh, man, I, I don't like teenagers, and I especially don't like teenagers having sex. And who are these biker clowns? And he just <laughs> goes to town on them. And then you also see how he gets his mask, so that's why I like it. And um, I don't know, the part with uh, Pamela Voorhees coming up to kill uh, Chris in the, in the boat, like that was just an unnecessary scene. But all I know, she went crazy in the end, so in a way, you could just say Jason won that whole thing. Yeah, yeah, you can. But, oh man, like, now they want to do another one of those. Then they decide to say, hey, let's make that a series instead. I think they're about to remake Scream. And I think they're going to remake uh, Saul with Chris Rock and Samuel L. Jackson attached to it. It's just, come on, man. You know, like, there, there's times where I'm like, hey, 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 enough's enough. Hold up. Like, yes, I agree. I did love Godzilla, King of the Monsters. I agree. I did like King Kong Skull Island. Even though King Kong Skull Island kind of took uh, liberties with other Kong movies rather than just the same old gist. You know what I mean? Him coming to New York and all. <sighs> we had a remake of that too. We've had multiple remakes of everything. And on one hand, a remake could probably could do well for the market, I guess. But then there's times where you realize that it's because these companies have rights to this stuff, and rather than just go ahead and create something new, they'll go ahead with that remake. Now, the remake might be something new, but then you realize this, right? Did you really need a remake? I mean, if you think about it, like, the movies are iconic, don't get me wrong, but then you realize, hey, we're supposed to be in the creative field. And not only that, we're supposed to be able to make money with our creative field. It's just easy money. It's just you look at the way the mainstream media is, like how we're in the future now, technically, 
And we are trying so hard to emulate the 80s version of everything to the point where, hey, guess what? We're not taking care of the planet well either. So we might get that Mad Max future or or close to the Waterworld future. You know what I'm saying? And even then, it'll annoy the living hell out of you if we get the Waterworld future because a lot of people can't swim. So that might be the best form of crowd control ever made. <laughs> yeah, and don't think that the J-Bay can't swim, because I just built an arc, you punk ass. Uh, anyway, anyway. The point is, is this. We could do better. We don't need to go ahead and keep churning out the top three all the time. Like, I look at these sequels that they have for the Michael Myers setup. I'm like, okay, why, why are we getting two more of these? That other one was supposed to end it all, right? Matter of fact, a lot of people said that other one make you would <laughs> it wasn't all that good and it would make you appreciate um Halloween H2O. And a lot of people didn't like Halloween H2O. Then I remember it. Yeah, wasn't that the one where Buster Rhymes thought he could act? Or no no no, that's Halloween Resurrection. See how see how it is? And then it's to the point where how they title this stuff, you forget which movie you're watching. It's so meta now with that series. And just about all of them, you know, the horror, the horror industry is not dead. Pun intended. It's still alive and well, but I also noticed that a lot of people like, I mean, if you're looking at The Conjuring, once again, that's one of those things that are keeping it alive, but there's a lot of, a lot of movies being made in the independent level that are doing just fine too. And then you look at like some of these things. The, the mainstream media is so scared of competition and so scared of actually having to go to work that they're going to find a way to be lazy about all this. I mean, I look at it from time to time. You know, like, of course, you know, they're going to reboot the Spider-Man movies like 10 years down the road and then some. Uh, we got a Blade reboot coming. A lot of people are speaking out highly about it. But in other terms, they're like, maybe they should have brought Wesley Snipes back. And then they're also talking like, I don't think Michelle Ali can fight. He can act, but he can't fight. It's like, how do you all know this? And did any of you guys watch the Luke Cage show? I mean, my dude can do some action. So it's, it's amazing to me why and how and all these arguments, but nothing is getting solved. And then you got to look at the ones that want to create movies, the ones that want to bring about, you know, the new icons and stuff. See, we need to have new icons. We need to make them now so that the generation that is around us and follows us will actually have something to look forward to in addition to the elder ones. That way, so like, okay, you know, you think of ancient icons like the Frankenstein monster, Dracula, the Wolfman, and the Invisible Man. Those are legendary icons. And then, of course, you go down the hierarchy and you look at Freddy, Jason, uh, Michael Myers, Chucky, the Leprechaun. You look at it and then you go down lower and then you see all the stuff from The Conjuring. Uh, maybe some of that, no, Blair Wood, I don't know. I don't think I'll put Blair Witch in that same continuity. I mean, I could be wrong, but not for me, not for my hierarchy. But you look at some of the stuff, I would say all the things from The Conjuring at this point, and then... Maybe, maybe Saul, maybe Saul, because he came a lot later. And I should have put Scream back up there with, um, Freddy, Jason, and them. But as far as, like, this modern time, who else do you know can be on that level and on that listing? 
And I know a lot of you out there are writing and creating and stuff. And, you know, if you're passionate behind this project, you should really push this. And don't bring up Bird Box, okay? Bird Box was an interesting, suspenseful film, yes. But then there are times where you didn't even see the creature. And then there's also times where you're like, WTF, what is going on here? And, yeah. And then what about that strange dude that did open his eyes and crap and look all around and stuff? Like, it did the nice woman let her in. You know what? I had problems with that movie. It was good in some aspects, but in other aspects, there was a lot of dumbness that went on in there. <laughs> but, man, I mean, the fact that, you know, reboots and superhero movies... And sequels are pretty much dominating everything that goes on. And I'm not just saying sequel sequels. I'm saying like 20-year sequels. Because I think Eddie Murphy's going to do Coming to America. Which I'm wondering how that's going to turn out. It, it might be good. Might be. But it came out at the right time for the first one. And I also know he's going to do the remake to Dolmite. And it's like, no. No, man. I mean, what were you trying to do? Ruin Rudy Ray Moore's legacy with this? There is only one Dolmite. I mean, what the hell? I mean, like, those series of films, they came out of a product of their time during black exploitation. Now, a lot of people can go ahead and say, like, oh, Jay, you just don't think he could do it. Oh, you don't, you don't, you don't agree with or believe in him. I believe in him a lot, but I also believe that Eddie Murphy, who is a credible actor, Oscar award-winning actor, you know, and had a difficult patch in some areas, especially in the new millennium, other than him being a donkey. Yeah, I, I just don't see that one selling too well. You, you see what I'm saying? I'm not okay with it. Because Dolomite was a product of his generation. Eddie Murphy can do a lot of other creative things. Just like those of you, like me, at the indie level, trying to break into this business, and then you see how executives and all sorts of people worried about the money are slowly but surely killing the business. The filmmaking industry is about experimenting and making money. We're supposed to be making viable entertainment. Entertainment outside of that is dominated by reality TV. You know, the TV sources that are out there because... You know, people don't want to look at themselves and see how much of a jerk they are. But if they look at somebody on television who's pretty much being exploited for just showing off how superficial and fake they are, and then people that are watching the TV feel much better about themselves, yet they try to emulate that said jerk I was talking about that's on television. Because, like, all of a sudden, they're an icon now. It's like, what the hell is wrong with this country? Or no, 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 even better. To quote Tommy was up, what the hell is wrong with this world? You know what I'm saying? You get fed up with it. It's annoying enough as can be, because it's like, uh, you know, once again, turn that reality crap off. Like I say, I'm not as much of a fan of it. I, I remember one time I did get roped in. It's because I saw, like, number 45 before he became president. You know, I looked at his show, I was like, he's not really helping people. He's just over here just gallivanting and bloating himself. And then he ran for president and somehow won in an obtuse way, mind you. But we're not talking about him right now. I got plenty of other episodes to deal with that mess. 
But uh, <laughs> you see what I'm saying is it's just we're in a cesspool right now. And if people are out here blaming Netflix, which is another thing, because guess what? They're all like, oh, I'm about to leave Netflix. Uh, uh, Netflix has went up in price. I, I can't I can't deal with that. Oh, oh, wait, Netflix is about to get rid of the office. Remember the show that ended in 2011? Oh, my God. And then they're going to get rid of Friends because NBC is starting their own streaming network. Which, at the same time, they had, but, see, I think Disney went ahead and bought control stakes of Hulu. Now they're out there, they're about to do something else. So, here comes Comcast about to go ahead and create something (laughs) even more. But you realize that Friends and The Office have been over for quite some time. You can buy the DVDs, you can go anywhere out there to get the episodes to look at. You don't have to just stick with Netflix. I'm not going to say any of those things, because, uh... Do your homework. But I will say this, right? When you're sitting there using those things as arguments, you are you are too attached to this stuff. You're stuck in the past. Like I said before, you're in the cesspool. I mean, some of these other companies out here, they don't want to compete, so they try to find the easy way out, which is why they try to throw, like, Marvel and, you know, Star Wars and all these things that we are familiar with at us because they feel like this this is easy money to make now i can't throw too many stones because i love married with children married with children will always be my favorite sitcom it will always be up there at the pinnacle and then sometimes i go back and i watch stuff that my parents used to watch when they were kids you know like there are times like i used to watch uh i dream a genie uh bewitch i love lucy barney miller fish and maybe the jeffersons no, no, no. Obviously the Jeffersons. But, <laughs> and then all in the family. And I can keep going on with those, but you see, the thing about it is, these things were made during the time where it was principal, where it was relevant, where it was, you know, the basis of how comedy and everything grew as an art form. You know what I'm saying? And not only that, some of them push boundaries. Like the Richard Pryor show. Four great episodes. And he kept fighting with NBC executives over the context and the content each and every single time. I would like to be on that level myself. And let me tell you this. If I ever land a special or a deal with Netflix or Amazon Prime, those of you that have been there with me, I'm going to be looking in your direction and I'm going to see about pulling y'all in. Because we can make some stuff happen. That's called collaboration. That's called actually building something and making it work you see what i'm saying and i'm not using it as just an example i'm being honest so hey make sure you keep up with me another thing is it's just if you're busy complaining about that stuff and you haven't made attempts to see that these shows are going to the wayside because maybe it's to make room for newer content or other original content or pretty much to give anybody out here that is willing to create something that's probably original or probably that you need to watch or listen to, you know, hey, forget you, right? Because at the same time, you complain about this and then there's a chance for this to show up and you're not going to help that person get by because guess what? You just went ahead and backed off from Netflix and said Netflix is the bane of the world. What is wrong with people? You know what I'm saying? 
Like, all those shows I told you about, like, even when um, X-Files came back, I thought it was okay for a limited run, but I remember this. It started a trend because there were a bunch of other series that were coming back for that limited run. Like Will and Grace. No offense to anybody that likes that show, but at the end of the day, wasn't didn't it have an ending? Didn't it have closure for everybody? And then you brought it back for a little bit. And then, of course, Roseanne, when Roseanne was coming back, and uh, you all got to see how senile and insane Roseanne was. Then it became the Connors show, and then nobody really talks about it anymore. I can't wait for the Cosby show revival. But granted, you know, it's not going to happen until either he's still alive or somehow they manage to say, hey, we'll let you out of jail for good behavior. (laughs) Then it'll be a real, real interesting thing then. But to sum it up, guys, it's just that, you know, more of the same is getting boring to you. And you see, for me, I saw how it was all lining up. I saw the skeletal structure of all the paint by the number stuff that mainstream media is doing and for freshness sake you know look over at the independent media look at the ones that are actually trying and the ones that are like you know what i maxed out my credit card for this you know i really took a lot to get to this point show them a little respect give them that that tender love and care give them that idealism that you know what hey this is the next generation here and we should be feeding it we look at the stuff that we're familiar with and we're used to, and we go through the numbers with it. But if we look at something new, and if we actually got out of our comfort zone, and we took the time to say, hey, you got a shot there. You can make this happen. Because I got a lot of friends in filmmaking, too, obviously. <laughs> and I look at all of them, and some of them, I can say, hey, guess what? I'll be coming up behind you. I'll help you out. You know the number to call. Things like that. Those guys and women, I should say, I should say those people, right? You know, just to be on that PC. (laughs) Not tonight. Every single one of those individuals I met, they have a chance to really run the business. And they can go ahead and they can rock it. They can go ahead and make all this stuff happen. They could give you those new characters. They could give you those different stories and all those introspectives. They could give you all those things to make you money 10 times over. But those fat cat executives who got it too easy and they are not willing to try or so afraid of the word work, they'll sit right there and they'll try to move the goalposts every time because they're so scared of it. Or they'll try to blame Netflix or all these other streaming sites, which at the same time, you could say this. Streaming sites are getting kind of crazy, aren't they? Because there's so many of them. Every single corporation or channel you watch has one now, and it gets to the point where it's hard to keep up, doesn't it? I mean, some of y'all are probably paying for certain ones that you probably don't even remember signing up for, or probably didn't keep up with your uh, seven-day trial. One of those things you look into, by the way. But like I said, you cannot blame all these other things. These are just different outlets. And if anything, if the film industry doesn't get it together, then they have a lot to fear because guess what? That's going to be the new market. And not only that, that filmmaking industry is going to sit right there. It's going to be like, oh, gee, how how can we get some butts in the seat? Uh, I mean, after all, we did remake Predator and we remade Alien. I mean, that should have been enough. That's not what people want anymore. 
They want a little bit more. I mean, if you're going to give them the same, make it different. But don't use that same title for it. It's already been solid enough. There's other ways. And sometimes it would be great. The best way to really make a difference in this major movie industry thing. If you see a certain movie comes out and you know it's a soulless husk of a remake or a crap sequel or all these other things that should not even be on that level or that marquee. Do what I do. Stay home. Do something else. Refrain from looking at any sort of media about it. Withhold your money in. Because I guarantee if all of us would not do that or bank or invest in those people, then they start listening. Because you went ahead and you cut that air supply short. There are ways to do this. And I'll invest in any independent production out here before I invest in any of those major networks. Because right off the bat, they done lost touch. And it's so sad. It's a shame, you know, for me, myself, as I do work on J360 Productions, and as I do work with some of these major networks, here's the thing, right? I'll see it all. But all I know is is this. I got to go ahead and deal with all of the gatekeeping and all of the lying and all the manipulations. But here's the thing. There's always a choice. I don't care what they say. And we can't get to that point where we can make new, viable entertainment. But my God... It's going to be one hell of a fight. But hey, y'all, as superfluous as all this stuff is, I got to go ahead and try to narrow it down because I got to get on out of here. So um, that's episode 109 for you all. Hopefully you all can catch up with me on it. I know it, it seemed pretty broad, but this is a broad spectrum kind of deal. And it deals with how narrow and down the scope this rabbit hole can be. Think about it sometime. Like, really look at the material that you're looking at. No nostalgia, none of the bias, all that stuff. Put it on hold. Critically think on this. And you'll see in some way, I might be right. And then if you look at it your way, you might see that all this stuff is just pallets, cookie cutters. But that's something you're going to have to figure out on your own, okay? Other than that, though, this is the J-Man signing off. I want you to all take it easy. Check out some of my buddies out there. You know, the WaffleCast, uh, Jay and Silent Eric, Cult 45 Podcast, and the Home Video Hustle. Such great material out there. And so many of us in the Potter and family. You should really go ahead and check us all out, all right? And don't forget to check out more of the J-Man, or <laughs> shouldn't say that. This is the J-Man Show. Should Don't forget to check out any more of the other J360 radio shows out there. <laughs> All right? This is the J-Man signing off. Peace, y'all.